This is the Business of College Sports podcast with your host, the founder of businessofcollegesports.com, Christy Dosh. Find her on Twitter and Instagram at sportsbizmiss. Welcome to the Business of College Sports podcast. I'm your host, Christy Dosh, the Sports Biz Miss. And today I have not one, but two great guests for you. Joining me today are former UGA football players, Ty Fricks and Aaron Murray, to tell us all about their new company, The Players Lounge. The Players Lounge is a digital collaborative space for college fan bases, and it is starting out by focusing, not surprisingly, on the University of Georgia. Now, why does this matter to you if you're not a Georgia fan? I mean, let's face it, I'm a Florida grad, right? Why do I care? (laughs) And that's because I think what they've created is not only really interesting and unique, but also something that can be duplicated across the country with fan bases from every single school. And you know how I feel about NIL. And that is why I was so interested in learning more about the Players Lounge, because the Players Lounge is dropping its first NFT collection in partnership with former UGA football players on January 9th, just ahead of the national championship game. And they have hired several current uh, UGA football players to NIL deals to promote the Players Lounge, and this NFT collection. So, you know, that's what really hooked me was the NIL angle. You know I love that. But the more I learned about what they're doing and realized how it can be duplicated across the country, and just I love seeing these former athletes, and it's not just these guys. We've seen it happen across the country. These former college athletes who are putting together companies and platforms to benefit current student-athletes. So even though these guys miss out on the opportunity to monetize their NIL, they are spending their time and energy and money to put together companies and platforms to benefit today's current student athletes. And I think that is such a cool development in NIL. So I was excited when Ty and Aaron told me more about the Players Lounge and about this NFT collection that's coming out. So much so that actually this was an interview we recorded just for a written piece I was doing for Forbes. And I went back to them and I said, guys, can I use this audio for my podcast? Because I feel like everybody needs to hear this. And they graciously agreed to allow me to use it here on the Business College Sports Podcast. So without further ado, here is the conversation I had with Ty Fricks and Aaron Murray about the Players Lounge and about this new NFT collection that is dropping on Sunday, January the 9th. Ty, Aaron, thank you so much for taking some time with me to break down the Players Lounge for me a little bit more and also the NFTs that you are all doing. So the Players Lounge is a digital community that you've created. And right now it looks like the heart of that is a Discord channel where Georgia fans can come and engage with you all and other former UGA players uh, and also engage with each other. And so you've created this real community aspect but at the same time, you're working on these NFTs with former players like yourselves uh, and, and others who have joined in on this effort. And you're going to be auctioning off those NFTs on January 9th. But let's back up for just a minute. I'm curious where the idea for this whole thing came from. And then maybe we can dig into a little more about what it actually is. So I'll try to keep it short. Um, this has been, gosh, a year in the making. It's funny how things worked out. Um, but kind of the, the condensed version is my brother and I got thrown into the crypto universe this year. We started mining uh, cryptocurrency in our basement. And through that, we found out about NFTs. Mm-hmm. 
And then to back up a little bit, I became a letterman 10 years ago, um, I guess after graduation, and uh, was was really um, sort of perplexed by the fact that most of my teammates and my best friends didn't know we had a letterman's club and, and didn't really know how they could come back and how they could get involved. And so I started trying to work on that with, with my teammates. Um, and we started the Young Letterman um, parking lot for fellowship at game time, et cetera. Um, and, and, you know, through that, you realize that we can do a better job as ex-players connecting with our former players. And so this has been so – we started that parking lot in 2015 – this has been you know, seven years in the making of trying to create that, that place for, for fellowship. So when we learned about the NFTs this year, we started realizing that this was the perfect opportunity to take this technology that sort of um, on the fringe uh, of the college sports mm-hmm. world and bring it into college sports as a way to, to bridge the gap between former players and current players and also fan bases. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's the perfect sort of avenue bring all of those people together under one roof. And, what, you know, with my attorney hat on, one of the first things I thought of as I was kind of reading about it, did you all need to do this? Did you need to work with the university from a licensing perspective? We wanted to make sure that we were doing the right thing, right? And so we reached out to, to several lawyers, um, and we, we've had the, um, the kind of response back that nothing that we're doing infringes on anybody's intellectual property um, from three different groups now, uh, and we feel really comfortable about that. But that said, you know, we want to make sure that we leave the door open uh, to working with anybody in the future. Uh, and, and so we're, we're trying to do everything we can not to, to close any of those relationships because Aaron and I have a great relationship with the university, um, and we respect that relationship, and we respect everything they did for us. And, and I think, you know, especially guys like Aaron and Keith did a lot for them, and, and we want to make sure uh, that we um, continue to cultivate those relationships, but no, uh, we don't, we are not an official sponsor or a licensee or anything like that. I was just thinking down there. I mean, I, I think down the road, they might want to be involved like that. I did a, um, a podcast with the Brandar group, which is a, a licensing group and they're going around and forming a lot of relationships with athletic departments to be able to offer group licensing opportunities to current student athletes. Um, but in doing that, we talked a lot about this program that UNC set up specifically to partner with their alumni on projects. And I know Texas A&M has picked that up too. And I think it's been a little slower to be adopted, not because schools don't want to do it, but because most of them are so overwhelmed with NIL and everything else right now. Uh, they just don't have time to like add one more thing to their plate. But I think that's sort of like the next frontier in licensing is going to be these greater relationships between athletic departments and their alumni. So, I mean, I actually think you'll be in a really good place. You'll already be organized in an existence by the time they get around to it. And this could be a really good way for them to tap into their alumni and work on some of these projects together. And, and so just one point to that. Um, one of the things that we're focused on is for years, other people have made money off what athletes do on Saturdays, right? Right, And it's not just football, it's everything. And so one of our biggest focuses is making sure we deliver value back to where value is uh, demanded. And that's with, with these guys 
that work their butts off day in and day out. What we don't want to do is we don't want to go giving money away to places that's going to take that money out of the pockets of right. who me and Aaron think you know really deserve it. And so that that's the tricky part here, right? Um, is how do you do the right thing by the athletes while also being able to do the the right thing, you know, uh, down yeah. the road. So walk me through a little bit how this will work from an NIL perspective, how what you're doing will end up benefiting current student athletes. So currently right now we've, we've signed uh, five or six, I believe at the moment, current UJ players. The goal is to sign 10. Uh, we have four or five more committed. Uh, we just should be in the paperwork the next day or two. Uh, so everything that we make, we're going to split 50-50 with the players. Awesome. So um, obviously we signed them to an NIL deal where they'll help us with, with marketing our launch here on, on January 9th. We sell hopefully all of them. That's the goal. Um, and then by the end of January, we're paying them 50% of what we make from, from our sales. So, you know, that's to us. Go back to Ty's point. You know, our goal is because we didn't get the benefit from it. I, mean, I wish I was a, yeah. I, I, I lived in NIL years. Uh, I'd be a, uh, uh, doing pretty well, I think. But, you know, I, I, it, it's good to see because we, we've been in the shoes. We know how hard these kids work. Um, you know, people want to make it seem like, oh, it's so easy. You guys live great lives. You get a free scholarship. What are you bitching and moaning about? Like, it's it's tough work, man, to, to balance school, to balance being a collegiate athlete in the SEC, especially where the demand is extremely high at a place like Georgia. Uh, it, it's it's a lot physically. It's a lot mentally. Uh, it's taxing. So for us to find a way to, 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 to put some money back in these players' pocket, I think it's great. Um, because I lived through two times when two of my teammates um, were hurt by this. A.J. Green, my freshman year, was suspended for four games. I remember. He needed to send some money home to mom and dad. He gets in trouble for signing a jersey. Todd, Todd Gurley gets in trouble for signing some memorabilia. He gets suspended for four games. I mean, it just I, – I lived through it. I saw it. Uh, it frustrated the heck out of me. So when Ty brought this up to me, I'm like, man, this is awesome. Like, this is a way for us to, one, I'm interested in the space as well. Um, I think our artwork is absolutely incredible. Um, I, dealing with these players, they're super excited about it. And obviously, they're excited to uh, get some get some dough put in their pocket. Will the current players, will their name, image, or likeness be used at all in these NFTs, or they're being used more as a marketing and promotional arm? So – Right now, they're helping us in marketing and promotion um, via social media. Otherwise, we don't want to um, close the door on anything in the future. There. Right. Uh, we have some pretty cool ideas uh, that, that may be uh, coming out in the next few weeks on, on that side of things. But for now, it is just strictly promotion. Well, keep me posted on anything new. <laughs> I always want to know about it. So definitely keep me posted on new stuff as it comes up. So there's been other companies that are in this space with us. Um, I don't know if you're going to reach out or ask us this question or not, but there are, you know, Tebow has his yeah. Campus Legends, which is, you know, they're, they're, they're player trading cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously you have to work with the universities and the players to, to, to do that. But it, it it doesn't do the second aspect that we want. You know, the first aspect is, is obviously getting money to the players, uh, which is goal number one. And, and we feel like we're actually giving more money to players than any other company is when it comes to the, the revenue share. And two is building the community. Like when you just have player trading cards, that's all it is. You're just yeah. anyone in the country can have it. You're just trading a card on the internet. And that's all, you know, our, 
other main goal is the utility of this NFT. Like if I'm an owner of this NFT, what do I get out of this mm-hmm. besides supporting the players? And, you know, we're creating a, a, an atmosphere and a community where uh, you get to interact with former players. Uh, we have a great Discord channel uh, with, with a ton of fans that we're interacting with right now. Um, sign memorabilia, whether it's current or former athletes. Uh, we're going to be having meetups in the spring and fall coming oh, up. So exclusive stuff that you can only attend if you have one of these NFT, one of these tokens. Yeah. So we're going back to what Ty said, we're trying to bridge the gap between former and current players, but also getting the fan bases to interact more with these current players and former players yeah. as well through these engagements that, like I said, you can only participate in with an NFT. That's really cool. It's kind of like molding two different models that I've seen so far. So you've got these NFT drops that have mostly been you know, trading cards or they sort of look like trading cards. And then you've got the collectives. Like I know at Florida, uh, there's at least a couple now, the Gator Collective and also Market Price Florida. Um, I've been trying to track them. There may be even more than that. Uh, but I know, uh, for example, on the Gator Collective, people pay a monthly fee to be part of it. Uh, and then they have various student athletes who drop in and they do live Zoom calls where fans can ask questions and they're signing things that are being raffled off. And so you pay this membership fee as a fan and that allows you access to that, but then they're turning around and sharing the revenue with the student athletes who are involved with it. So I feel like what you guys are trying to do is a bit of a you know combination of those two different things. I haven't really seen anybody do it exactly like this. Yeah. So one thing we're doing to that uh, point is um, we have a discord set up and we're actually building a message board community and Aaron and Keith are going to be there tonight at seven 30 is sort of talking about, uh, our plans, the future, how we use Discord, how we build that community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be open to the public to jump in there. And our hope is that we can do exactly what you're talking about and welcome back, um, you know, some of our player partners in that yeah. space in the future. And are you going to focus just on football or do you see this growing to other sports as well? So right now we're very focused on doing a great job with our first yeah. launch. Um, and I, I think our community will drive a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the great thing that, that we have is we already, it's, it's really amazing in, in just 48 hours, have this incredible community of people on Discord that are giving us ideas of where they want us to take the community. And the thing about uh, the, the crypto world is that it was built to be decentralized and community driven. And so we want to make sure that we do a really good job of listening to those people uh, when we're making those decisions down the road. How have you been getting kind of the word out to UGA fans at this point that the community exists and that they can join it? Uh, interviews like this, uh, so various sites. I mean, I did a podcast with a UGA football live group that has you know over a couple hundred thousand followers on social media. Uh, so I was on with them for about 30 minutes today. Um, lots of lots of interviews, I'll say that. And then also, uh, you know, through our partners with current players and even former players. You know, we've, we've, we've partnered with former players who love the project, love the idea, actually don't want any money from it. They just love the fact that what we're doing for these current players, uh, we just kind of, we're, we're creating custom uh, NFT avatars for them that they're able to have their very own to feel like they're connected even more at a deeper level that they're sharing on their social media. So like I said, we're not, we're not paying them. They just love the idea. They love the concept. Uh, they love Georgia football. Um, and, and, and a lot of them, just like myself, wish they were getting paid in, 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 <laughs> in times, but are happy to help these current players go out there and make some cash themselves. 
I'd love to hear from both of you. Like there's obviously a lot of things that you could do with your time and money investment and a lot of different types of businesses you could start. Why does this make sense for you? Why was this important to you? So um, here's why this is important. And I think this is really important. This is going to happen, right? You've already seen it start to pop up with some of our, uh, you know, the, the other companies in this space. It was really important for us to get out in front of it and be first because we felt like somebody had to put a flag in the sand and say, this is what the athletes are worth because they've been taken advantage of for too long. And, and we felt like we are doing that. And I hope that this creates a conversation for every other company that wants to get in the space of what are these guys worth? Um, because I, I think they're worth a lot more than what we've been paying them so far and what some of the other companies have uh, said that they're going to pay him. Yeah. One thing that's really struck me about NIL is that student athletes have been really selfless about this. So many of them, like I think I just shared in the last week or two that there was a center at Iowa who donated $30,000 of his NIL money to the children's hospital at Iowa. And there have been so many examples of that where they're doing something within their community or they're partnering with a charity or they're using it to take care of their family. Uh, I think that's been such a neat aspect of NIL. And I, I think that the sort of prognosticator said, oh, well, you know, they'll run out and they'll buy video games and new sneakers and flashy cars. And, you know, I mean, who cares if they do? It's their money. But I think what we've actually seen is student athletes being so incredibly unselfish. There have been all these stories about student athletes who have been offered a deal and then they got their teammates cut in on the deal. Like they said, instead of just working with me, you know, work with my entire offensive line and I'll split the money with them. Um, and you, you see current student athletes creating deals and platforms where other student athletes uh, get to make money as well. And so to see student athletes be so unselfish with their community, with charity, with each other, I just think has been one of the really cool aspects of NIL. Or they're taking care of their teammates. Yes, that aspect has really surprised me how much guys have fought to get deals for their teammates or to include them on deals. And, and that's what we're trying. We're not dumb. You better, be, you better take care of the big boys because they take care of you, so. I had a, I had Taj Boyd on my podcast last year, and I asked him like how he thought the locker room would have been different with NIL, and he was like, "Man, you know, people are already giving me a hard time about not giving them the ball enough. If there's money on the line, like they're really going to give you a hard time about it." And he was actually genuinely worried that it would negatively impact locker rooms. But I've talked to a bunch of guys this season, and that hasn't been the case at all. Well, I just think guys see too. I didn't see. I know there's a lot of that before the season. You know, they watch enough TV and see the NFL and how the NFL works. Yeah. Like, they understand that quarterbacks get the endorsements, you know, the skill position guys, maybe a couple big names on defense. But yeah, you don't see many offense linemen on commercials. You don't see many defense linemen besides, like, Aaron Donald on commercials. Yeah. It's just – it's the way it is. So, I think these kids are kind of understood heading into it, okay, QB1 most likely is going to get it. Maybe the running back receiver. Yeah. And – um but like you alluded to, the fact that those guys are willing to kind of divvy it up, share, go, yeah. you know, spend experiences with their teammates, I think it's smart to do. I think most people don't realize what a family college athletics is unless you've been a part of it. Yeah. I was, not, I was a cheerleader. We didn't count, but. Every time I see a band member from Georgia anywhere for the Redcoats, I make sure I give them a big, big hug and thank you. Oh, the band's the best. Hmm? They've got, 
they busted their ass for us, that's for sure. And they got to be in those wool uniforms when it's like 100 oh, wow. degrees out. <laughs> Okay, last thing, you guys were talking, um, I think before I hit record, you were talking a little bit about um, if you were talking about expanding this concept to other schools, what would, you obviously have this tie to Georgia, you know, what would that look like, or what are you thinking about for future plans? So, I think we're still working through all that. Okay. Um, and, and, and again, sort of the honest truth is, right now, our most important thing is to nail what we're doing with right. Georgia. Um, it's almost so like franchising. To, You've got to prove your yeah. model first, and then you could sort of franchise it at other schools. N- nothing, nothing after that matters right now. Um, those are our guys. That's our family. Um, that's the fan base that we care so much about that's loved us unconditionally for so long. You know, quick story. We got beat against Alabama in my senior year, 2012, in the SEC championship, and it was really like the soul got sucked out of all of us. It's the, the most emotional locker room I've ever been in in the worst bus ride home I've ever been in. And we got home and we had dozens of cookies sitting outside our house. Me and Aaron lived together. We had posters. We had a big banner that were signed by thousands of fans that they came by and dropped it off to express their appreciation of how hard we played. And that's something that you never forget. And so when we think about, you know, what comes next, None of that matters as much as what's right now and taking care of the group that took care of us so much. Yeah. Thank you again to Ty and Aaron for agreeing to let me use that audio that was originally just a phone call between all of us for a story I was writing for Forbes. And I'll put the link for that story down in the show notes. Um, But I am so appreciative that they let me share that audio with all of you so that you can learn more about what they're doing with the Players Lounge and check out that NFT drop that they have on January the 9th. Wishing you guys the best of luck. Thanks again for letting me use this for the podcast. And thank you to all of you for tuning in. I know this is the first episode after a little break. That break was because I launched the Game Face podcast with Linktree that's all about helping student athletes build their personal brands and maximize their NIL potential. So now that we've got that off the ground and running for a couple of months now, I'm going to be doing both podcasts. So this podcast will focus on things that I think administrators in college athletics and others who are working around the industry need to know. And the Game Face podcast will focus on advice for student athletes. Uh, So I'm really excited to be able to do both of these together. If you haven't checked out Game Face, I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Would love for you to check that out and pass that on to any student athletes that you know. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and happy new year.